Time now for the Redbird Report podcast with the TV voice of the cards, Danny Mack, and Cards World Series champion Brad Thompson on 101 ESPN. It's the Redbird Report on 101 ESPN. I'm Dan McLaughlin and joined by the 06 World Series winner, Brad Thompson. He'll be on the call tonight and for the remainder of the first half As we get you set for Cardinal baseball, it's the Cardinals and the Dodgers, and it's game number three. Well, Brad, have you uh, been able to recover after last night? That was a tough one. That was awful is what that was. (laughs) That was so terrible. My goodness, man. You know what? You're going to have games like that, right? You're going to have games that end up slipping away. But, man, you had a 6-0 lead heading into the seventh inning, and then things just fell apart. Uh, Adam Wainwright... And he was upset at himself after the game. And you called it during the game, Dan. I mean, you know uh, Adam so well. He said, look, had I made some more pitches, had I got some outs a, a little bit quicker, maybe we're able to salvage that game. Adam only goes five and a third, doesn't give up anything, but he did end up walking four and uh, threw a lot of pitches in, in the meantime. I mean, Adam Wainwright went out there and gave you everything he had for 114 pitches, but it wasn't enough to get him through the sixth inning. And then the bullpen that has been such a bright spot here recently. And Dan, let me just look two games ago, what the bullpen was able to do in a game where Jordan Hicks started it. It was kind of, it was a bullpen by committee game where they tore it up. They just didn't have enough yesterday. And uh, look, it's the 26 come from behind victory for the Dodgers. You know how dangerous they are. But that one stung, man. That one hurt a lot in, in a series against Gonsolin, too, dude. How good has Gonsolin been? He, he's been unbelievable. Hadn't given up more than two runs in a start yet this year. I was doing a little deep dive on when's the last time the Cardinals had a game like this. So it had been 13 years, Brad, in which the Cardinals had a lead of six or more runs in the seventh inning or later and lost that game. It had been 278 games, so 13 years ago, is the last time that that happened. So here's my question. I wasn't pitching, was I? No, I don't I don't think so. I don't want to get oh, into it. Thank goodness you didn't get too deep into that dive. No, no. Um, I do want to get into this, though, because the night before, it's one of your best wins of the year. Packy Naughton, bases loaded, nobody out, gets out of it, place going nuts, Albert hits a home run, you hold on, and you win that game, the bullpen start that you alluded to. But then yesterday, it is one of the toughest losses of the year. And I try to convey this to fans, and I think you do as well, and having been a fan and are a fan and then having been in that clubhouse, uh, you can explain this a lot better than I can. But I try to say, look, it's the ebbs and flows of a season. There are losses that are harder than others. It's a long year. All the cliches. But to your point earlier, three weeks ago we're saying, man, this bullpen, they got to do something. Then the bullpen in July, one of the best in baseball. Statistically, they've been great. Last week on the road, we're saying, man, they got to figure out this offense. What's going to happen? Can't hit. Now they can hit. Then it was the turn through the rotation, couple of turns. Man, not very good. Then Wayno on that Friday night, complete game loss. Hudson the next day, six scoreless innings. Palante on that Sunday, really good. All of a sudden, hey, our pitching's pretty good. Our starters. The point I'm trying to make is that it, it is a bad loss, but you have to put it behind you somehow. Players in baseball seem to be able to do that. So take us inside a clubhouse. You show up today. What's the mindset of a player? The mindset is today is a new day, and that's the way that it has to be. If you dwell on losses, boy, it's going to be a long season for you. And it's not to say that you're not upset about it, okay? It's not to say that every one of those guys in the bullpen that end up giving up runs uh, comes in and be like, "Ah, I'm happy, everything's good, and 
uh, we're, we're good to go. No, that, that's not the case. You learn from hopefully what happened before and you compartmentalize it and you go back to work. But at the end of the day, that is one game in 162. So now what do you do with this game in 162? And I look at this game tonight with Dakota Hudson on the mound as a really important start for Dakota in a few different aspects, Dan. One of them is you need badly Dakota to get deep into this ball game after your bullpen has been depleted twice now. I mean, two days in a row. And depleted is not really fair when Adam gets you into the sixth inning. But you had to use more guys than you expected to in the last couple of days. And the second part of that for me, Dan, is when we're looking at the Dodgers are obviously a postseason team. They are built to go win a championship. Chances are they'll add something. They'll do something at the deadline. Everybody's going to be like, really, really rich, get richer over there. I mean, there's a good chance that happens. Well, the Cardinals are right now two games behind the Brewers. And I always think about towards the postseason, who do I want having the ball? Who is going to be one of my top three starters on the mound? Miles Michaelis has been one of the better starters in the National League. He is getting the ball if a postseason was starting tomorrow. Adam Wainwright, you absolutely know. He is getting the ball if the postseason started tomorrow. I do not know who the number three would be right now. And Dakota yeah. Hudson has a chance to be that guy, Dan. And I feel like that's why a game like this against an opponent like the Dodgers means so much for Dakota and kind of means so much a, a, of how you look at him potentially going forward. And maybe it's putting too many eggs in one basket against the Dodgers in July, but I feel like it's a really good litmus test for him. I, I didn't think of it that way. That's a really good way to look at it. And you're right. Let's find out about Dakota. Um, I think we know who he is, generally speaking, but... He's coming off of Tommy John. You're, you're now getting back into the regular every fifth day and seeing how you hold up. And there are times this year he's been really good. Yes. Um, you know, you, he had three stretches, three games in which he went at least seven innings. Now, that's for the long term of trying to find out who he is. Now let's get to the short term, which is tonight. And I'm with you. He's got to go deep in this game because you don't know – who shows up at the ballpark and who says, you know what, Ollie, I uh, played catch. I, I can't go. I mean, I I've thrown a lot this last week or on this homestand, and uh, I, I, I don't even have an out for you. I don't have an inning for you. That may happen. So I'd rather not find out who is available and who isn't. Let's see Dakota give you six or seven and, and find out that way. I'm right there with you. I am right there with you. And uh, look, I, I think that you bring up something that's very interesting and worth getting into here when you're talking about the bullpen and you're talking about uh, guys that are able to answer the bell and guys that aren't on a given day, the communication that happens. And Ollie kind of broke this down beforehand. He talks to these guys every single day and he finds out exactly what they have. Do you think you got one in you today? Uh, can you go back to back? You know, could you extend for more than past one inning? These conversations were there. That ball game yesterday is different if Ryan Helsley is available. It absolutely is. I mean, I, I don't think there's any question. I think he nails that thing down. The Cardinals win the game. Ryan Helsley wasn't available. He had pitched a bunch. It would have been five out of the last seven that, that he would have been in. And you know you have to keep Ryan Helsley healthy for the back half, like if you want to make a real run. But here is something that, that I, I look at here as you approach the trade deadline and you're looking at different pieces. Look, the Cardinals need help in various ways. Absolutely. Whether I, they, they need help in the rotation, potentially. They still need help uh, in the bullpen. And that's one that I focus on. I would be looking for a veteran reliever who takes a ball every day. That there is no question if he's available or not. And that's I get a good it. point. Look, yeah. yeah. There's three out of three days. There's four out of four. You don't really, really want to do that. 
I want a guy that has a track record of just taking the ball because I think that they really need that at the back end of the bullpen. And they want to be, again, it's being smart with some of their young guys, but that's where you get a veteran guy that you believe that you can end up leaning on it. And I know that sometimes the asking price, and I know Andrew Friedman talked about this, the president of baseball operations for the Dodgers said, look, I, I hate making deals for relievers at the deadline because the price is never really worth it. Well, it, it is if you end up bridging that's some right. gaps and winning some games because of it, you know, and, and I don't think that that's like acquiring a front end starter either. It's not going to cost you prospect currency that, that really is going to hurt you in the future. So I really do think that that's something that Mo and Gersh are really going to have to look at come, come trade deadline time. One of the things that has emerged, at least uh, in my mind, on this homestand is that it kind of it opened up my eyes as to why aren't the Cardinals scoring runs or when they do what happens and it, it's it's really simple and it should have been easy for me and everybody else to see when Brendan Donovan was Brendan Donovan he's come back down to earth very good player obviously but mm-hmm. you know he you knew he was going to come back down a little bit and when Tommy Edmond hits a rut who else is going to step up because Cardinals were winning games when those two guys were getting on and Goldie and Arnato are bringing them in. And Goldie and Arnato are going to be, you know, Goldie and Arnato, two MVP-type players for the better part of the season. Yes, they're going to have the occasional uh, slump, and, you know, it, it might be a, a week or five days or something, but generally they're obviously the, the two guys that you look towards. So who else steps up? Well, you've got an Andrew Kisner on this homestand. Corey Dickerson has contributed. And, oh, by the way, number five. And that's been fun to yes. see. So they're starting to get uh, – that's one of the, the, the good things that I'm seeing out of this homestand is they're getting a little bit of length from others in the lineup, not named Goldie Arenado. How about Nude? Yeah, that's another Nude, one. Yeah, Nude 6 for 12 on the homestand so far. He's been getting it done. Uh, you and I talked about this on the broadcast last night, Dan. There has been an abundance of opportunity this year on this roster in every single corner of it. And they've continued to look for guys to be able to step up and fill that void. Now, uh, when I look at this team's offensive future and I say, what is going to carry them? Look, with all due respect, I'm not looking at Kisner and Newt Barr and Dickerson. Like, those aren't the guys. But you need to have depth in your lineup. And that's something that we look at the Dodgers. And, boy, and the Dodgers are a horrible example, honestly, when you're looking at things because they have abundance of riches. And, by the way, they've got really good players that are on the IL currently. But they can hurt you at any given point. And it goes back to me for the Cardinals is you also need health and you need it quickly. Like I, we, we came into a homestand thinking that you were going to get Tyler O'Neill back. He got hit by a pitch. He's been dealing with that bruised wrist, trying to work through the soreness of what ends up being in there. Dude, you need him. And not just to stand out there. You need him to be a guy, like a That's force right. in the middle of it. And you need Harrison Bader back. I think Dylan Carlson has done a really good job of playing center field. He's tracking down balls in the gap. He's making sliding catches coming in on the ball well. I think he goes back on the baseball actually better than Harrison Bader does. Now, Bader's got better beats on the ball. He gets in on the ball faster. But it's one of those things where I know your team is a lot better when left and right, you're O'Neal, Bader, and you're Dylan Carlson. And then you're utilizing those other pieces as depth. You can't rush health. These guys have to, to go through all the steps along the way. But it just feels like every day you don't have those guys, you're missing out on a big opportunity. I, uh, you know, we've really seen a good stretch of baseball here. I'm going to wrap it up with this. Uh, I still think right now, currently constructed, Atlanta is the best team uh, in baseball on the National League side. Uh, if they get to Grom back, Mets will be in that conversation. 
obviously the Dodgers are there too. And as you yeah. mentioned, Brad, they, they're, they're missing some pretty big pieces, really big pieces. If they had those guys there, I'm thinking it's the Dodgers. But, man, there are some loaded teams. And uh, to your point, I think the Cardinals can play with these teams, but they got to get healthy. They have to get healthy. Yeah, well, because uh, to your point, right, everybody is going to look at this and say, well, look at what all these teams have. You need to go fix it at the deadline. You can't build a championship team at the deadline. You can't fill every single hole that you have. You need to continue to utilize the pieces that you had coming into the year. They plan on Flaherty being here all year. Jack's not here, and you have to plan accordingly as if he's not going to be there. If Jack comes back, it's a bonus. They planned on Tyler O'Neill playing at an MVP caliber level. Was there anything that you saw last year that told you that you shouldn't think that? No. I mean, the guy had a, a great year top to bottom. So you haven't had those things, but you got to be able to get right. You do have to still be able to manipulate your roster and you have to continue to get depth from the minor leagues. I think that they've been using that shuttle really well, getting different relievers up and down. I'll tell you another guy that you're going to need. And I think that, uh, the fact that he wasn't there, that showed up last night also is Zach Thompson. That's right. Zach Thompson's going to have to be back in the fold. He got sent out. He was an odd man out. They sent him down to lengthen out a little bit more when TJ McFarlane came back. Look, Zach Thompson's one of your best options, and you need him. You need him as a, a part of the fold. So manipulating this roster, figuring out your best 26 for you know a given series or a given couple of weeks or the rest of the year, that's going to be one of the toughest jobs that the front office and management has. All right, buddy, good job. I'll see you tonight at the ballpark. Sounds good. See you in a few hours. All right, that's uh, BT. I'm Danny Mack, and this is the Redbird Report on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Redbird Report podcast with the TV voice of the cards, Danny Mack, and cards World Series champion Brad Thompson on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world class instructors, we're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton. Motivation that moves you.